of heaven say, praise the Lord. Here beginning the reading of the word of God. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity 30 and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that, in that case, he said unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The important man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another step is down before me. Jesus says unto him, rise, take up thy bed and walk. Amen. Working with a thought today. Do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be made whole? There was a lot of people there by the pool. It's in every year. So this was an annual event and it usually took place on the feast of the celebration. And whoever came, but out of all of these people, he, he singles out this one man. And he poses the question to him. How many times have God come to us in prayer and we tell him why we can't do it? Because we try to put God on the same scale that we're on. I would get the house, but the bank won't let me have the money. I would go over there and get a car, but my credit is bad. I would move out of this neighborhood, but I can afford this. I would buy that, but they might, girl, they might start laying me off on my job. You know, they doing crazy stuff on my, we will talk ourselves out of a blessing. We'll talk ourselves out of a blessing before we begin to bless ourselves. Instead of saying, I don't have the means, but God, I'm a tither. I'm a giver. I'm a prayer intercessor. These are the things that I do. And you said, if I would do this, what we got to understand about your tithe, when you begin to follow the commandments, commandments is a law that cannot be broken, changed, or altered in regards to your, your ethnicity 
or your denomination or any of these other things. A commandment is a law that's immutable. It cannot be changed or altered or no addendum added to it. So when we enter into that commandment, he said, thou shalt do this, this, and this. Then we enter into a covenant with him. And that covenant is ironclad. It cannot be changed or altered. So when we come before God, God said, if you do this, I'm going to do that. So God is obligated to us and we're obligated to him as long as we stay in covenant with him. Now he's not giving us our wish list, but he did say he will give me the desires of my heart. But the other side of that, the desires of my heart, I gotta be living to the, according to the desires of his heart and his commandments. So there's two sides to this coin. We get, we get happy when we start running through these scriptures. Oh, he said he can give me the desire of my heart. I want that house over there. But are you taking care of the house that you're already in? Are you being a good steward over what you have? Are you being appreciative of what you have? So when we begin to, to speak the word of God to him, when we speak that out into the atmosphere, that's what the adversary is going to understand. Nothing but the word of God. He'll try to twist it and turn it, but this is what he's going to say. So every year, about the same time, these angels came down and began to trouble the water. Amen. About the same time. Yes, sir. Jesus didn't always just go up to the feast. But this time, this time of year, something was going on. You know, every now and then we have something going on that everybody, they'll somebody meet you there. Well, this, this time, something was going on, and Jesus said, I believe I'll go. And he went up in this pool that everybody knew about. Yes. Uh, in the Hebrew tomb, uh, uh, in Hebrew tongue, Bethesda. Yes. House of mercy. House of mercy. Have mercy on me. Yes. That I'm deserving. Yes. I did, I, you know, I haven't always been what I ought to be, uh-huh. but if you just have mercy. Have mercy. Yes, and who else better? to give you mercy, the mercy himself. And Jesus went up to the pool this time. And and the guy, he's been coming there all the time. I thought about that thing. For 38 years he's been coming there. He should have built him something over the pool. So when, and you know, and there's a, a door trap or something. <laughs> when the time come, he see that just trip the and fall right in there. Right in. That's right. Yeah. Amen. 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 I mean, after thirty-eight years, you all have figured something out. That somebody is. Everybody is there yeah. for some reason. They're hurting. They're sick, yeah. and they're. They got their legs and it's working and they're going to step down in there before I do because I can't move. Yes, my God. And here he is sitting there waiting on somebody to put him in. If they're sick, they're going to stick their toe in there first in the house. But God, but God. I, I, I dare you to believe God and say, Lord, have mercy on me. I'm going to the house. I'm going to your house. I'm going to the house of mercy. Meet me there. Praise God. Amen. Don't wait until a certain time of year. Start now. 
Wherever you are, hard God. Let mercy go with you. Wake up in the morning. Mercy. Get ready to lay down at night. Don't lay down without mercy. Hey! God. Let mercy abide. Walk around so somebody else can get healed. Because mercy is falling off of you. Glory. Open your mouth. Somebody get a chance to get mercy. Oh God. Hey, God. Here he is. Oh God. Mercy. Glory. Hey God. Hallelujah. Unmerited faith. Faith. You didn't earn this. All right. When David, the little rascal, the people tongue. Yes. The one God said, he, this, this, I love David. Uh -huh. so David is the apple of my eye. Yes. I love David. David didn't get everything right. Uh -huh. David had problems in his house. Uh -huh. David had problems with his kids. Yes. You know, and, and, and David was a murderer. He was accessory to murder. Yes. And, and, and he was doing all these other things. But God said, I like David. Uh -huh. David just real. I, yeah. I like David. Even when David was out there, didn't know what was going on. David was out there writing songs and said, "How did you do that?" David was saying, "How great!" Hey, David writing songs. Say, "Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I will fear no evil." I ain't afraid of nothing. For you are with me. That's right. David said, "I done been out there in the sheepfold." I done killed the bear and the lion when yes. he tried to come up on the sheep. Right. Say, how great is our God? Yes. He said, even at the end, yes. he said, surely yes. goodness yes, sir. and mercy. So David already knew what it was about. Mercy was there. Yeah, he been hanging out with mercy all this time. Mercy, unmerited faith. I don't deserve this. I didn't earn this. I didn't do nothing to get this. You just good to me. Woo, God. Surely, for sure. Goodness, mercy, Jesus. Follow me. I move, he moves. Right behind me. Every now and then, you are turning, walk right into it. Walk right into mercy. Hug on him a little bit. Tell him I love you. Every now and then. Mercy. Goodness. Mercy. If I walk away from it, you're going to be right behind me following me. She'll follow me all the days of my life. If I'm young, you're there. If I'm middle-aged, you're there. If I'm old, you're there. Because you're following me. All the days of my life. That I might dwell, I might live in your house. In the house of the Lord. In the house. In the house. In the house. He's in the house. Hallelujah. And if he's not in your house, you somebody better start working the man. Yes, you better throw out where it was there right. and, and bring in God. Bring in mercy. Here we find this man, he was there 38 years. 
but he never got healed, but he was faithful. He was faithful. And in Hebrews 11 and 1 say, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Every year he came down there hoping for what he would. He said, now faith. Not tomorrow. He said, you better choose today. He said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things. Now I say, I don't see anything. I don't know how this is going to happen, but I'm just hoping. But the evidence is there. Because mercy showed up. He's there. So when mercy showed up, then the scripture say, faith cometh by hearing. He kept hearing about the people getting saved. And every year he trot down there and said, it's going to be my time this year. 38 years is a long time. He laid in there faithful. So that tells me this man was a believer. I'm going to keep sooner or later. And that's how it is with us. For all of us that got things that, that's been on our prayer list for a long time, keep coming. Keep coming. Keep praying. And every now and then, God will just say, here, boy. He'll just give it to you. Say, here. Just give it to you. Faith. Faith. He just kept coming. And Jesus but was watching. Every time. Here he tells them how, what type of people that kept coming. He said there were impotent folk. He's, the word said a, a great multitude. It wasn't just a few people, maybe 15 or 20. These was hundreds and hundreds of people that were coming. Impotent people. That means you had a limp in your walk, or something was wrong with your leg, or something was wrong with your ankles or your feet. 24 hours, God can fix that. God. I'm talking to you now. If there's something wrong with your knees, with your hips, or your joints or something, 24 hours, God can fix that. Mercy is here today. Not tomorrow, he's here today. He's an impotent foe, blind, couldn't see. Remember when they, he, Jesus took the spittle and he spit on the yeah. man and he already you can't see. Now you're going to put mud or gravel in my eye? <laughs> and then he tell him to go, listen, listen to what he's, Jesus is talking about faith. He said, go wash. I'm blind, I can't see. But you telling me to go wash. And when the church folk found him, he said, who healed you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see you here. I know you've been blind, but I've been watching you. Yeah. I don't know how you got here because he wasn't a TV evangelist. That's just a, that's just a Sunday school teacher. Yeah. And who told, who told you to do that? Yes. Uh -oh. They began to question him. He said, I don't know. He said, all I know one day, I came in here blind, and now I see I'm telling you already, I was blind, so how would I know who did it? Well, yeah. my mother used to say, these are the ones that went to college. I'm blind, and you asked me who did this, I couldn't see. But when I went to the pool and washed, I came back seeing. You better say it. It works miracles. But you still got to do something. 
at your blind self. Now go down to the water. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Could it be he already spoke to the water and said, somebody come. Be a healing and a cleanse. Somebody's already come. He's on his way. Yes, sir. He's on his way. Yes, sir. He's on his way. He said the blind, the halt, the wither, that means people that had strokes, that limbs would no longer work. He said these are the type of people that kept coming. Waiting for the moving of the water. That's what Bethesda means. A place of flowing water. Anything that don't flow is stagnant. It's nasty. It's germ. It don't cleanse itself. When water flows, it cleanses itself. This is what I, water cleanses itself. Water cleanses itself. Hallelujah. Oh, he said and the angel went down and he troubled. And whosoever was the first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole. Whatever disease he had. Whatever disease he had. Look like somebody would have made a cup. They say, hey, listen, this time of the year is when that troubling starts. Uh -oh. Why don't we all just make up? Whole hand. And when the troubling starts, uh -huh. since the first one gets in there is he, yeah. if about 50 of us jump in there at the same time, don't <laughs> be some child going on with you, little and if the water, when you jump in, the water flash on the others, they gonna get healed too. Verse 2 says that he was by the sheep market. And this was because of the, the feast was going on. And the market was there when people were coming into the city where they could buy their they sheep, their goats, and their lambs and stuff. Because this was the only meat that they was allowed to eat. And this market along there had five porches. And, and, and it's something significant about the five porches. The, the sheep market had five porches. Sheep is, five is the number of man. Five is the most dynamic and energetic number in the new break system. Five is an energetic number. It moves. It moves. Five symbolizes God's grace and goodness and favor with man. Five offerings God was requested of them. Five offerings. There were five offerings that they were supposed to, five Sabbaths and five things that they were supposed to do. Five books of the law, the Pentateuch. When they was out in the tabernacle, they told them to have five bars, five pillars, and the altar was five cubic long. There was something about that five, and he kept telling them, get in here and do this. Now, we're not talking about because somebody's going to get in and run out and play the number five, five, five. And guess what you're going to get? Nothing, nothing, nothing. And, 
And if you're guilty, just look straight and nobody know it was you. Of mercy. They went, he went, he kept going to the house of mercy. Of mercy. Yeah, mercy. 30 and 8 years. And it, it, we don't have a pool of Bethesda, but we have a prayer line. We have a request line. And we keep coming to the house of mercy. And far too long in the house and, and in the body of in the church. And I'm careful, I'm trying not to say the body of Christ because everybody's not doing what the scripture said. But when people continue to come to the house and they begin to make a request, that's mercy. You know, when the woman that came, kept coming to Jesus and she kept saying, avenge my adversary. Avenge my adversary. And, and, and the, the scripture prior to that above that, it said there was a man that feared not God or me. I'm not scared of God, and I ain't scared of none of y'all, is what he was really saying. He's, but, but every time she would come in and she had the same request again and again and again. Finally, he asked the little guard that was standing there, what is it that she wants? Whatever it is she wants, just give it to her, because she's about to worry me. Just give it to her. In spite of what this teacher going around saying, once you pray about it, don't keep asking, you keep asking. He said, no. He, until you get it. He said, keep on asking. Keep on knocking until you get it. And that's why that man kept coming 38 years. He kept coming day in and day out. Every year, I'm, I'm going to make my way down there. 38 years. He understood sooner or later, I, it's got to be my turn. It's got to be. The line just got shorter because somebody got out of line. I know this man won't be back here next year. One less person. Think about that. Every year he made his way down there. He had some movement. He might have not been able to step as fast as somebody else. Because he never know when that troubling was going to start. When that water was going to start. When the angels sat down in that water, you see. And everybody else is sitting there with good legs at least. And can step down in there before him. Didn't say he couldn't get in there. But somebody just beat him. I'm telling you, I've I, I seen some folks who they would have figured out a way to get it. <laughs> I'm telling you. And when the troubling started, they would have been a swing or something. I'm telling you. God gives people wisdom. If you're here, he's talking to us all the time. But we're not always listening. Hallelujah. Uh-oh. There was a guy that was, had palsy. Mm -hmm. But he had free. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he heard that mercy was in that was in the house when we teach it. His friends came and got him. The scripture said, "There's a friend that stick closer than a brother. That'll do some stuff that family won't do for you." They came, got his friend, 
and put him on a mat and went on top of the house that was tiled and began to tear up somebody else's roof and spirit out how to drop this man down right in front of Jesus. You go tear up somebody else's roof and see what happened to you. You get in trouble for breaking somebody's window that I'm talking about tearing the roof off and lured this man down right in front of him. Jesus stopped the teaching. Stop everything. So pick up your bed and walk. You won't need this anymore. Pick up your bed and walk. Now y'all got to understand something. Didn't say it took a little bit of fist in it. Little no. You this man couldn't walk. And the friends put him in some kind of something on the cart and put him down through the roof. Amen. That was a pretty good sized hole in somebody else's roof. And Jesus did not rebuke him for tearing the roof up. Didn't see how, how tall the man was? You know he had to be, if he's a tall boy, that, that cot has got to be alone. So they more than likely done took this whole roof off or enough of it for uh, nice the other people that's holding him got to be on the other side to lure him in. You know, we just read the scripture. I want you to paint the picture and physically in your mind see what they did to get there. How did they hoist him up on top of the house? You know, and then to get him down in there in the front of him. It's a process. Yes, oh, God, can you just imagine here Jesus sitting there teaching? Man, you sitting up in here teaching and some dude come tearing down. <laughs> here you are teaching. <laughs> some of y'all might not have been saved very long. <laughs> you dare come tearing down through here while I'm teaching? Never mind the man trying to get healed. And only thing going to heal him is the word. The word. The word. And he sent the word. And healed him. The word was teaching the word. Because in the beginning was the word. And the word was made flesh. And he came and dwelled with us. So the word was teaching what he do all the time. Being the healer and being the mercy that he is. And when he see this man that's been coming for 30 and eight years. And he asked the question. He said, will thou be made whole? He didn't ask him, do we want to be healed? Because healing is only going to fix one component of what's wrong with you. He said, do you want to be made whole? That means I got to change your thinking process because you've been thinking for 38 years. I don't know if he was, that's how old he was or that's how long he had been coming or whatever. But for 38 years, let's just deal with that number since that's the number they gave us. You've been doing this for 38 years. So I got to first get you out of that thinking process. You know, when you've been pinching pennies for so long and your money been short, short you, you start getting into that habit. You know, I always got to save. And if you're not careful, you'll become a hoarder. You understand what I'm saying? He said, do you want to be made whole? I'm going to heal you, but I got to change some things because you'll start thinking that. This is the, 
God said, for those that go, get on that couch or you find every time you get sick or you don't feel good and you go to that couch and you go to that bed, you better start speaking that bed. No, you don't own me. You better, I'm not going to bed. I remember we were sick, mother, and you be sick, it's all get out, mother, get up, you're going to feel better. No, I won't, I'm sick. I'm not going to feel better, that's why I'm sick. What was she saying? You got to get the blood flowing. You got to do whatever you can. You got to start moving. Because I was talking to Minister Shani the other day. She said, I took my other hand and I started bending my fingers. I started doing what I could do. We got to do what we got to do, what we can do before we start asking God to do what he can do. He said, do you want to be made whole? Then he starts with the excuses. Like, I've, been, I've seen you around here, Jesus. You, you know me. You done seen me. He probably thinking, okay, if you got this power, how come you didn't do something last year? Because you know we'd have had an attitude. I'd have had an attitude. I heard about you healing all these other folk. Now you're going to ask me, do I want to be whole? Why you think I'm down here? We might not have said it verbally, but we'd have been thinking and tapping our toe. Head bobbing. He said, but do you want to be made whole? That, that might be why he asked him that, do you want to be made whole? Because he knew his thought process. Because I got to get you out of this thinking, thinking. And start getting you into a faith thinking. And speaking the word of God. Speaking what the word says. And taking the word and applying to me. And start trying to figure out what's going to apply to you and how I can get you. And let the word work on me. He said, do you want to be made whole? And after he had given him all the excuses, Jesus said, man, this is your time. Don't talk yourself out of a blessing. This is your season. And I assure you, when you leave out of here today, the devil going to come back. Oh, you just had a good time in church. No, I heard the word. And the word always makes me feel good. Even when I don't feel good, the word... Even when I wasn't doing good, the word made me feel good. You understand? We didn't always get it right. And for all y'all that was already all together and got too close to the edge of heaven and fell out down here with the rest of them, we on our way. A work in progress. And he's asking us today, do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be made whole? Because there are things in us. We done took some hit in life and did some turns on us to make us question some things and make us say, how long, oh Lord? How long? That's what the angels are saying to God sitting in heaven with all the stuff under the altar. They're saying, how long? How long? He said, in a little while. In a little while. In a 24 hours. We get 24 hours. 24 hours. A turnaround. 24 hours. Remember the prerequisites. Late in the midnight hour. He's turning it around and around and around and around. Just for us. He's turning it around. So I bless God today. I bless him today. And the man got what he came for. He came for a healing. But he was made whole. 
He came for one thing. And that, isn't that just like God? Yeah, you got it. He said, I came that you might have life and that more abundantly. That means I'm going to give you more than what you need. I won't just give you a little bit. He said, I'm going to give you more than what you need and what you was asking for. He said, I have not seen, ear, it haven't even entered to your heart. You don't even know to ask for some of the stuff I'm getting ready to do for you. He said, but that's the type of God I am. And I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to do it for you. In the name of Jesus. Amazing grace shall always be my song of praise. He's so graceful. Yes, he is. 
Shut me up and give me what I need. Y'all missed that one. Because some of y'all sing about as bad as I do. God said, and what she said a while ago, God said, here, girl. Yeah, boy. Take this. And just hum from now on. Or let somebody else say, Woo, God is good to me. Hallelujah. And if you're here, you've heard the word. You might not be heading out to no pool of Bethesda, but praise God, it is a house of prayer. That's where you need to be. Amen, praise God. But and you don't know this Jesus that we've been talking about, that we've been getting all excited about. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. You can come. Amen. If you're not saved, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, hallelujah, today is a good day. Hallelujah. That you might come. You might be saved, but you, say, you might say, hey, listen, I just need prayer. Got some things going on that I haven't been able to overcome. But the word that we was talking about, the word that we have already invited in, he's here. The one that was at the pool of Bethesda, he's here in this house today. You do know this is God's house of glory. Amen. He's bringing back. He already got on it. He already knows it. But if we begin to come back and bring with us integrity to the house of God, bringing back honor, God has God is honored, and He deserves the honor. And if the church, if God's house, or start bringing back honor to His house, and when folks walk by without opening the door, they'll know that God is in that place. These folks have been walking. Folks have come by here. And know that God's in the house. Hmm. Why? They feel his presence. If you can't feel God in here today, huh? might have to have a deep camp. Hope you're something. Get some, get some blood flowing. Probably is whether he might do it. So, praise God. But he's here. Listen here. Praise God, amen. It's joy in God's house. Amen. All glory to God. It's good. 